Hey, what's up, family? And welcome to the Eagles Nest Church Podcast, where we're committed to helping you soar in your faith, family, finances, friendships, and fitness. Get ready for today's message with Senior Pastor of Eagles Nest Church, Lee Jenkins. Where we're going to jump right into the Word today. It's going to be a very simple message. Might even be a little shorter than normal, might. But I believe God wants to speak to you today through his word. I believe God wants to challenge you today through his word. I believe God wants to take you to another level today through his word. And so I want to start this off by saying that we're going to be visiting a very familiar passage a passage that you have probably read a lot in the book of Psalms. And um, a lot of people read through the Bible, and, and sometimes these words just become words to us. Just like sometimes we, we sing songs, and, and we don't really embrace what God is trying to tell us through that song. And so today, as, as the word comes forth, I I want you to be doers of the word and not just hearers of the word today. Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. I'm going to be reading it from the New American Standard Bible. Psalm in the Old Testament, chapter 103, verses 1 through 5. Again, a very familiar passage, and it reads, Bless the Lord, my soul. Some versions say, oh, my soul. Bless the Lord. I'm going to put the O in there. Oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, my soul, and do not forget any of his benefits. Who pardons all your who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with favor and compassion. Then it goes on to say, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. We've been talking about the eagle lately. We've been talking about how the Bible uses the metaphor of the eagle as as really an example of our Christian life. And we are Eagle's Nest Church for a reason. God gave me that name because he says that we are supposed to be like eagles. So I want to encourage you, if you haven't done a lot of research on eagles, you need to do that today. So I believe God wants to speak to us today because we are eagles. I want to speak to you today from the subject, soaring faith, soaring faith, because I believe God wants your faith to soar. You see, there are three different types of faith that a lot of people have. Uh, One is what I call sinking faith. Sinking faith is when your faith is weak, 
when your spiritual life is going backwards. Sinking faith is, is when the devil is beating you up and he is winning. Sinking faith is, is when you feel like you are drowning and, and you're just barely holding on. And a lot of you, your faith is, is sinking. You're not getting stronger, you're getting weaker. And some of that could be because you aren't worshiping and you aren't worshiping with other people. Now, as much as I like the ability to um, be online and for you to have your conveniences online and be able to watch the service from home, ain't nothing like being here, okay? Nothing like it. I wish I could say it in a more sophisticated way, okay? There isn't anything like being here. So there's something about worshiping with other people. It's like a log that you put in the fireplace. You can burn one log, and you can feel a little heat from one log. But when you put multiple logs in your fireplace, those logs get on fire, and it produces a greater intensity of heat. And it's the same way when we praise God. The Bible talks about how we should magnify the Lord. Let us exalt his name. What does it say? Together. Now, there is a time where we need to magnify God individually, but we cannot neglect coming together. So I want to encourage some of you who are watching online to make sure that you have a regular practice of coming and worshiping in person. Certainly take advantage of our online community. But make sure that you also incorporate in-person worship. Because a lot of people, their faith is sinking because they aren't experiencing the power of God through other people. Then a lot of people have surviving faith. Say surviving. Surviving faith is is where you're, you're barely holding on. You're just surviving. You're not doing good, but you're not doing bad. You're just surviving. You're just barely making it. And and nothing is uh, taking you to another level. You're not going up higher, but you're not necessarily going lower. You're just maintaining where you are. But then there's a third kind of faith called soaring faith. Somebody say soaring. That's where you go to new heights in your faith. It is when God takes you to a higher level. How about this? It's when you are growing in your faith. When your relationship with Jesus Christ is becoming more intimate, more profound, more deeper. And I believe God wants us to have a soaring faith. What does soar mean? I want to give you uh, just two sentences because I believe this will help you. Soaring faith, what does that mean? To soar means to rise or ascend with great power, strength, and freedom like an eagle in flight. Now, you see why I want you to be eagles? You see why we named the church Eagle's Nest Church? And then it goes on to say it signifies the ability to move to higher levels or greater heights, through a reliance on God's grace, not your own strength. On a reliance on God's grace, guidance, and power. 
You know, other birds, they work really hard flapping their wings. You never hear about an eagle flapping their wings. When people describe eagles, they describe eagles as soaring, not flapping. Because to flap, it takes a whole lot of energy. It takes a whole lot of work. But eagles, what they do, you all, eagles, they wait for the current to come. And they catch the current. And they don't have to expend a lot of energy. They just catch the current and they just glide through the sky. And they let the current take them where they need to go. And they will occasionally flap, but, but for the most part, they are soaring through the sky. And you see, our current is the Holy Spirit. Okay? That's our current. And we have to tap into the power of God in order to soar in our life, in order to soar in our faith life in order to soar in our family life, in order to soar in our friendships. How about this? In order to soar in our financial life, some of y'all are working so hard to keep things together instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to come into your financial life. Some of you working really hard. You're surviving. You're sinking. But I believe God wants your faith to soar. And so we're going to talk about this very briefly, Psalm 103. It's David talking about where he is. As you're going to see, it's David encouraging himself. And and he talks about, um, as you'll see toward the end of the passage, how if you want to be an eagle, these are the things that you need to do. If you want to soar, you can't forget some of these things that are mentioned in Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5, because we take these things for granted too much. We go through the motion, we come to church, and we just, in a perfunctory way, you know, we lift our hands, we clap our hands, but I'm telling you, it's much deeper than that. And so we're going to take a little journey through verses 1 through 5. I'm just going to stick with the passage today, and I'm going to make a few comments. And I'm going to read the verses through the Amplified Translation, where it really amplifies these words. So let's start with verse 1 in Psalm 103. It says, Bless and affectionately praise the Lord. O my soul, and all that is deep within me, bless his holy name. I think we just need to talk about that a little while. He says bless, somebody say bless. And affectionately praise. When you have something that you are affectionate toward, that means you have a relationship with it. We affectionately praise God. I affectionately praise my wife. I tell her how beautiful she is. Oh, baby, you look good. I hold her hand, and I put my arm around it, and I look in her eyes. I'm just not going to praise her. I'm going to affectionately praise her. I'm going to tell her, you're the best woman in the world. I'm so glad God brought you to me. And that's how we ought to talk to the Lord. We ought to bless the Lord and affectionately praise the Lord. And then it goes on to say, oh, my soul. 
So David is talking to himself. How many of y'all ever talk to yourself? Come on, tell, tell the truth. I don't know about you, but I talk to myself all the time. It's okay to talk to yourself. The problem is if you talk back to yourself, okay? You talk to yourself and you're having this conversation, but sometimes you have to encourage yourself. You got to talk to your soul. Why? Because sometimes your soul doesn't feel like worshiping, depending on what you're going through. I know how you all feel. Yes, I bring the word, but I remember as a, as a member of a church and maybe something went bad that week and I come in and I don't feel like worshiping God physically. So I have to talk to my soul. Come on, soul. Come on. Come on. Raise those hands. Give God praise. Come on now. God's been too good to you to just stand still for you to keep your mouth closed. And so, so worshiping God, you all, it's, it's like uh, lifting a burden off of us. So David is saying, bless and affectionately praise the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is deep within me. So he's drawing on this deep reservoir of his relationship with God. He's praising God from deep within. Sometimes when you praise God from deep within, it might make you cry. It might make you smile. It, 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 but the bottom line is you have to worship God with everything you have. That's why we come together. That's why we worship. And then it says, bless his holy name. Not just anybody's name, but a holy name. Because there is power in the name of Jesus. Okay? So, so don't get it twisted. There is power in the name of Jesus. And so we bless his name because there is power in that name. When you speak the name of Jesus, it's not just the name, but it is the power behind the name. That means something. So uh, last year, Kurt Franklin, one of my friends, was here in town doing a concert, and actually he did one just a week or so ago on the reunion tour. And, um, and I remember uh, we would always go backstage, and you have the security people, you know, they'll stop you and, and all of that. And then Kirk said, J just when you get back there, Lee, just tell them you with me. Just tell them uh, Kurt Franklin told you to let me back. I said, okay, hope that works, okay? <laughs> So I go back there, and I just said, I'm a friend of Kurt Franklin. And the guy said, oh, his whole everything changed. Oh, well, come on in. In other words, they gave me access because of his name, but not just his name, because of who he is. It was his concert. It was his show. If he says, let my friends in, then you let them in. You see, there is power and access in the name of Jesus, okay? Jesus gives us power, his holy name, his name is holy. So when we pray and we say in Jesus' name, that means Jesus, give me access, give me the power that's behind your name. So what David is really talking about, you all, in verse one is worship. He's really saying, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. He's making his soul worship. 
Worship. What is worship? Look at this definition. Worship is the celebration of who God is, what he has done, and what he is going to do. Oh, I just need that one to sink in for you all. Because if you don't feel like worshiping, all you got to do is remember who God is. That ought to be enough right there. But then it goes a little further, what he has done for you. Just that alone ought to make you get up off your feet and clap and just worship God sometimes, amen, what he has done for you. But then he doesn't stop right there, what he is going to do for you. Now you're worshiping God on layaway. He hadn't done it yet. It hasn't come to pass yet, but you know this blessing has your name on it. So you're going to praise him in advance. See, sometimes you got to praise God in advance. You don't have it yet. Maybe y'all don't understand what layaway is. That's the problem. Okay, so you all grew up with money, okay? But my family, we didn't have a whole lot of money. So we had to go to the store, and you pick out an item, and your mama or daddy will put it on layaway. That means they will lay it away for you for you to pick up at a later date, and in the meantime, you make payments on it. You can't receive it. You don't receive it yet, but guess what? That thing has your name on it, okay? And nobody else can have it. So as you make payments on whatever this thing is, and the closer you get, the more it belongs to you, and then finally you make the last payment and they give it to you. Y'all, that's what prayer is. You're just making a payment on what God has already ordained for you, what's already yours in the heavenlies. Prayer brings it down. Prayer, prayer makes it manifest. Your relationship with God brings it down. So you got to get excited, you all, not just for who God is, and that is enough, not just for what he has done, but for what he is going to do in your life. That is so important. So David is worshiping here. So my question to you is, when is the last time you've had a good conversation with yourself, with your soul? Then he goes on to verse 2. He says this, Bless and affectionately praise the Lord, O my soul, he's still talking to his soul, and do not forget any of his benefits. You see, sometimes we come to the Lord and we forget the benefits. You know, when we get a new job, one of the things that's important, obviously, is uh, the type of work we do and the type of company we are with and our salary. That's very important. But one of the most important things is the benefits package because the benefits package can make or break a deal. Now, depending on what you do, depending on what department you're in, um, somebody, everybody doesn't get the same benefits all the time. You know, it, it just depends on, you know, where you are, you know, on the, on the scale. But, but what you want is you want a job with full benefits. And, and so I want to show you through the Word some of these incredible benefits that we get with God. Okay, that's what David is saying. Do not forget the benefits. 
And, and, and so when you worship, you're worshiping because you are remembering the benefits. Now, let's look at some of the benefits that a relationship with Jesus brings. I call it soaring faith. If you want to have soaring faith, then you have to make sure that you're thanking God for these benefits. Benefit number one, soaring faith means you are forgiven. Somebody say forgiven. You are forgiven. Forgiven of what? Your sins. Now, we don't talk about sin a lot anymore in church. It, it, even though it's all through the Bible, but it hasn't become real cool to talk about sin. In fact, you all, we call sin by other words. We water it down. Now, if a person commits adultery, we say he had an affair. We said that he or she was creeping, okay? We, we, we make up all kind of words to soften what they really did. If a person is... Um, Having sex outside of marriage, uh, and, and they aren't married, we, we, we call it uh, Netflix and chill. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all have never heard that term. Yeah, Netflix and chill. So it's, it's not fornication. It's Netflix and chill. And, and, and when people lie these days, they either call it a, a white lie. They don't even call it that. They call it uh, alternative facts especially in, in the political realm. Uh, uh, well, it's not really a lie. It's just the way I see it. It's, how about this? They'll say, no, it's my truth. Okay? So, so truth now has become relative. So we just water things down. So David is saying that we are forgiven no matter what you did 10 years ago, no matter what you did last night, how about this? No matter what you are going to do, you are forgiven. Why are you forgiven? Let's praise God for that. You are forgiven because Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Jesus shed blood for our sins. Okay, let's look and see what it says in the first part of 103 verse uh, 3. He's describing God. He says, who forgives all your sins? So bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. And then he lists the benefits. Jesus, he forgives all your sins. Y'all, David committed adultery. Then he tried to cover it up and really committed murder. He had Uriah, Bathsheba's husband, killed. And if you read Psalm 51, it's an incredible account of David asking God to cleanse him and to forgive him. And y'all, we might not have committed murder or adultery, but we've all done something that we are ashamed of. We've all missed the mark. And what he's saying is one of the benefits of having a relationship with Jesus Christ is forgiveness. So one of the things the Lord does is he forgives us, he cleanses us of all of our sins. I believe it's Psalm 103, uh, 12. He's, it says he throws our sins as far as the east is from the west. 
So don't let the devil beat you up about your past mistakes. You bring those mistakes. You bring those sins. You bring them before God. And God will wash you clean. So I'm, I'm reminded of, uh, of when I got a bad stain on my suit. And it was a stain I tried to get out with soap and water. And it didn't come out. So then I took it to the cleaners. And then the cleaners, they use a special uh, formula that's stronger than the stuff we use in our homes. And that, and, they, and that thing got in there and started washing that stain out. And next thing you know, they hung, gave me back my suit and it looked brand new. And that's how forgiveness of sin works. Some of us have been stained by sin. We've been stained by our mistakes. And guess what? We try to get it out. Okay? We, we, we try to get it out through counseling. We try to get it out through just forgetting about it. And, and, it, and it stays with us. But you got to just, you got to come to Jesus and let the blood of Jesus be your detergent. And once the blood of Jesus, what Jesus did on the cross, once you receive that, you're like, you're brand new. So don't let your past mistakes, your past sins, weigh you down. So, we are forgiven. The second thing that soaring faith means, it means that you are healed. You are healed. You have access to healing. Emotional healing and spiritual healing and physical healing. You have access to that. You see, some of us are fine physically, but we're not good mentally or emotionally. Some of us are good emotionally, good physically, but we're not right spiritually. And God, he's saying here, uh, David is saying here that Jesus can heal you. And what I want to do toward the end of this is I want to make sure we pray for those of you who need healing. Because in verse 103, the second part, what does Jesus do? It says, who heals all your diseases. That's one of the benefits of a relationship with God. He heals all your diseases. Now, we may struggle with things while we're here on, on earth. But eventually, we're going to have a glorified body. But the bottom line is there is access to healing while we're living. And I believe God wants to heal somebody today. The third benefit, it says, you are redeemed. Say redeemed. redeemed. Now, that's an interesting uh, word. Let's look at verse 4 in Psalm 103. It says, who redeems your life from the pit. Some versions say redeem your life from destruction. Redeem is a financial word. It means to buy back. It means to exchange financially. So when you have a gift card, you give that gift card to the person and they redeem it. They exchange a product for that gift card. 
you redeem, you turn that gift card into something that you want. So Jesus bought us out of the pit. He, he, he bought us through his blood, through what he did on the cross. He redeemed us because we couldn't afford to save ourselves. It's like you are guilty and the bail is so high and you don't have the money to pay for your sins. You don't, you're guilty. And the judge hits the gavel and he says, you're sentenced to X amount of days in jail unless somebody can bail you out. And Jesus bailed us out. He redeemed us. And then the fourth one, it says that you are crowned. You are crowned. Let's look at verse 4, the second part of it. It says, who crowns you lavishly with loving kindness and tender mercy. So when Jesus crowns you, imagine Jesus putting a crown on your head, which means that you are special. And then he says he crowns you lavishly. It ain't a cheap crown. And he says, with loving kindness, I'm going to show you how much I love you. And with tender mercy, I'm going to give you what you don't even deserve. That's what mercy is. So he crowns you with loving kindness and mercy. And then lastly, actually I got two more. Soaring faith means that you are satisfied. Satisfied. Somebody say, I'm satisfied. Somebody say, I'm satisfied with Jesus. Verse 5. It says, he satisfies your years with good things. He satisfies your life. Not with bad things, but with good things. Jesus is for you not against you. One of the things that some of us think, and that's one of the reasons we don't talk to our soul, is because when things go wrong, we, we think that uh, God has forgotten about us, that God doesn't care about us. But I'm here to tell you, he satisfies our years with good things. God wants to do good things for you. Don't let the devil get you down and tell you that God doesn't want to do good things for you. So he says he satisfies your years with good things. And then he goes into talking about the eagle, which brings me to my last point. Soaring faith means you live like an eagle. Look at what it says in the latter part of verse 5. He satisfies you all. You all. He forgives you. He redeems you. He does all of that. Then he says, so that your youth is renewed like the soaring eagle. Your youth is renewed. Now, some of us are saying, wait a minute now. Your youth is renewed, which kind of tells you that you're getting older but your youth can be renewed. In other words, he's saying, I can make you younger. 
I can make you more vibrant. I can bring excitement back to your life. So if you think you're dead, I can take you from sinking to surviving to soaring. And he talks about the eagle just like the soaring eagle. So that behooves us to learn something about the eagle. Because what this is describing you all is a process that the eagle goes through called the molting process. M-O-L-T-I-N-G. Actually, a lot of birds go through it. But what the eagle goes through, it's more dynamic. Let me tell you about the molting process. Because that is what this verse is referring to. Look at it. It says, the eagle has the longest lifespan of any of its species. An eagle, you all, can live up to 70 years. Isn't that amazing? But something happens to the eagle in year 40. And the eagle must make a very difficult decision in its 40th year. Let me tell you what happened. But what happens, by the time the eagle gets 40, its beak starts to bend. Okay, just like some, some people, as they get old, their posture gets bad. The eagle's beak starts to bend. The eagle's feathers start to get heavy. And it makes it more difficult for them to fly. The eagle's talons or claws uh, begin to become brittle, and that's how they kill their prey. They go in and they swoop down and get fish with their talons, and they can't do it because it's brittle. So the eagle has a decision to make, just like we do. Do we just ride this thing out and die, or do we change? Do we renew ourselves? Do we renew our youth? Well, how does the eagle do that? It's a process, you all, that lasts for about five months. The eagle goes up very high in its nest near some rocks. The eagle begins to beat his beak beat it against a rock until it breaks. And then the beak starts to grow back. And then when the beak grows back, the eagle starts to pluck his talons out, almost like taking the fingernails out. It's so painful. So first it was the beak, the new beak that he had to get rid of. Then it was the new talons that he had to pluck out. But then the hardest part, believe it or not, the eagle begins to pluck out its feathers. Those old feathers, plucking them out, plucking them out. This takes five or six months, you all, and the eagle is plucking them out. Now, the other eagles who won't go through the pain, they don't want to change. They just want to stay the same. They die off. But the eagles who want to live, the eagles who want to continue to soar, the eagles who want to make a difference, go through this painful process called molting. And so by the time they pluck out all of their feathers, all of their talons, it starts to grow back. And the new feathers come in, you all. 
and the eagle's strength is renewed. It's almost like they become young again. So when David is describing how we become young like a new eagle, he's describing this process. So what does that have to do with you? Some of y'all need to pluck some things out of your life. Some of you need to go away and, 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 and look at your life and say, who do I need to pluck out of my life? What do I need to pluck out of my life? What kind of sins do I need to get rid of? And, and how about this? What do I need to change in my life? Because some of us need to change. And God has been trying to change you. But you don't want to go through the pain of change. But if you don't go through the pain of change, you will never be able to soar like God has called you to soar. Amen? How many of y'all ready to change right now? How many of y'all ready to pluck some things out of your life so you can soar? So here's what I want to do. I want to pray for those who need soaring faith. Maybe you've been going through something and you stop talking to yourself and you stop worshiping. Or maybe there's a, something you did and you're beating yourself up for it instead of, instead of resting on God's forgiveness. So you got to pluck out that guilt. You got to pluck out that negativity. You got to pluck out those memories of failure. And you got to ask God to make you new, renew your mind so you can go ahead and soar and do what God has called you to do. So I just want you to stand right now. If you say, Pastor Lee, pray for me that I will have soaring faith. Soaring faith. Not just hanging on, not just surviving, not sinking, but soaring faith. Father, right now we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, some of us need to go through the molting process like the eagle. We've reached a point in our life where it's do or die. Not literally, but figuratively. If we don't step out on faith, we may not ever fulfill what God has called us to do. So, Lord, I'm praying for those who need to trust you like never before. I'm praying for those who need to step out on faith. I'm praying for those who, who, who need to do something that they've never done before. Father, give them the courage and the boldness to trust you and to step out. Maybe it's that business. Maybe it's ministry. Maybe it's a relationship. Whatever it is, Lord, we ask you today. We know you've given us the power to do it, but now we just have to obey. So I'm praying for those right now who need soaring faith, that you will forgive them, that you've already redeemed them, that you've given them good things, and that you will satisfy them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Let's give the Lord praise, everybody. He's worthy to be praised. Welcome back. We hope you were blessed by today's message. 
If you'd like more information about Pastor Lee or Eagles Nest Church, visit our website at eaglesnestchurch.org. That's all one word, eaglesnestchurch.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay connected with us throughout the week. If you're ever in the Atlanta area, we'd love for you to worship with us on Sundays at 9 or 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Until next time, Eagles. Eagles.